Hello and welcome to Ritter's Reality Roundup. My name is Adam Ritter and I am back to recap episode 9 of Australian Survivor All-Stars. And what can I say except this week has culminated with the voting off of one Johnny Easton, one of the bigger characters of the show, but probably not one of the bigger game players of the show. And um, I must say that this week has ended up on a bit of a, look, High note in that, you know, I think that the right people are leaving in terms of the long-term health of the game, but a bit of a eh, interesting note in terms of the other stuff that happened with the Survivor Auction being this new dynamic, um, and of course, sort of seeing the fallout from last episode's Double Tribal. So we start the episode and we have Matt really happy that Lydia's gone, but he knows that he's kind of worked himself into this bottom position on the tribe along with John. And um, they're kind of really banding together and they want to pull in Shawnee and Harry to try and blindside Lockie. So just like I was kind of saying earlier on this week, Lockie and Matt, that alliance that they were really showing of us wasn't really an alliance. It seemed like a bit of a rivalry and it kind of came to the fore tonight. Obviously Lockie got what he wanted. He got um, Matt's biggest ally currently in John uh, being voted off. And I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens for episode 10 because I think that, you know, obviously now Matt not having his idol really is in quite a powerless position. It really is do or die for him. Matt is in this spot where if he doesn't find an idol and Vakuma lose the next tribal counts, um, immunity challenge, then I think uh, we'll be saying bye-bye Matt Rogers. But um, nevertheless, it does seem like these very two clear divisions on Vakuma uh, but um, I like this group. I do like the dominant group, actually, and I like that they are picking off these people one by one. Um, in terms of looking at Shawnee and Harry and their position in the game and whether or not this is right, the right move for them, uh, I think it is. I think, ultimately, uh, you know, Shawnee has said as much. She's called her shot. She does not want to work with the original Makudas that were in the game to start off with, and Johnny's one of those, uh, one of those people that voted her out, and she is getting her revenge in her way, and Harry's kind of coming along for the ride too. Um, and so in that respect, I think it just made a lot of sense for Shawnee and Harry to continue their alliance with, you know, AK, with Brooke, with uh, Flick, and with Lockie. Uh, so now it just sort of seems like if this tribe goes to tribal again, uh, that Matt would go, but then I'm really curious to see what happens after that. Like, is Shawnee and Harry the next two to be picked off one by one. Because um, there are still quite a few more votes before we get to uh, the merge. There are just, you know, there's a lot of people left in the game and, the, you know, the merge happens at either 12 or 13. So there's a lot to consider in that respect. Moving on to Makuta, we see that Phoebe, obviously very happy to be in the game, but feels immensely betrayed. Why wouldn't you? Because she knows she's on the bottom. Um, and she's trying to smooth things over with David, but David's going on and on about how he feels mistrust by Phoebe and there's, I just don't really get this storyline though. Like I know that David has, he's great at confessionals and he really talks about this, but I just don't feel that what Phoebe has done constitutes this kind of reaction from David. To me, it's kind of like, that's the storyline for the show, but what actually might've happened is a little bit different. And I feel that David has kind of just maybe sort of stopped dispensing with Phoebe. Like, he sees no use for Phoebe, and therefore he dispenses with her. And um, in that respect, I just don't know if I really... 
enjoy this sort of storyline. Like, she revealed to Nick that David wanted to blindside Nick. Well, of course, you know? Like, I think Phoebe has multiple relationships and I don't think it's wrong of her to want to relay that information to Nick. And I think David as a player should know and realise, you know, that original connection from season one and realise that Nick and Phoebe have always been close and that she was going to react that way. And I don't begrudge Phoebe for acting that way as well. I think it made a lot of sense for her to be like that. But we also see on Makuta, you know, Moana's now really arced up in this game and now she wants to keep David and eliminate Phoebe so that David has no choice but to work with her. And this is an interesting strategy from Moana. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but what I can see a situation in is that David has seized the value in Moana because Moana is less threatening. I think Moana is way more um, anticipatable in terms of her moves, and that's why David has chosen to align himself with her. David respects this gameplay in confessional, you know, calling her the goddaughter, but... Uh, you know, there's no real trust there. I think this is just a marriage of convenience, if you will. And then we fast forward to the Survivor Auction. Uh, Jonathan says, each tribe gets $2,000. Players can bid up to the limit of $500, but they will pay using the tribe's money and they will not be allowed to share. So the first item comes off and we see uh, Phoebe, obviously at the bottom of her tribe, very motivated to drain the tribe of their money and she secures a uh, seat at a private dining table. Uh, one thing I want to note here is that there was a little bit of creative editing where we see Matt have this reaction to Phoebe saying, why is she upping her bid? And Phoebe and others have corroborated this story that Nick was actually referring to Moana who uh, did a subsequent bid on a different item and not referring to Phoebe's move. So it seems like there was a little bit of backlash from Phoebe, understandably so, but not as much as was first shown, and that she didn't jump to $500 straight away. So I get that this is something that happens a lot in Australian Survivor. We get these uh, rewards and immunities edited down for time, but the story sometimes doesn't fully match. And it's not a case of me trying to you know, state the obvious here, but I do think that there needs to be better planning in terms of showing these auction storylines, and that you know, if bids happen that don't get shown, that's fine. Or if um, items get bid on and won that don't get shown, that's also fine. I mean, we did see lollies there that were not part of the show that I think Shawnee won. But things that deliberately change what people's reactions are, that's where I have an issue. Um, and it just doesn't give you a fuller picture. And then you have to have these situations where players feel compelled to defend them get their own games on social media, rightfully so. Uh, but she wins a seat at the private dining table, which is, you know, we've seen this twist before at the Survivor Auction. You basically win all the items and you get to choose, uh, you, you know, you just get your pick of the litter, basically. And um, she also picks someone to join her. She picks AK. I thought that was a very smart pick by her to have that cross-tribal uh, thing continue, um, even though she was only allowed to pick one on the other tribe. And I think AK is one of her closest allies, so that made a lot of sense. Um, obviously, the big... Uh, you know, sort of emotional moment of the episode was seeing Nick get his uh, video from home from his uh, newborn daughter, Paloma, and his lovely wife, Christine. And this was such a beautiful moment. Um, not a dry eye in the house. Uh, I must admit, I got really t teared up and emotional watching Nick get that. And I love that he did get that. 
Um, I love that, you know, even Flick, she's so lovely. Um, she said she just wanted to upbid them so that they would spend more money. She had no intention of stealing the item and um, I believe her as well. So um, I hope that um, people are very kind in this moment and, you know, your Survivor gets removed from the game and you just really see these raw human players give that opportunity to a newborn parent. And I think it has allowed Nick to sort of um, bond with some of the older tribe mates in this season as opposed to his original season where he was just, you know, the snake. Um, so that was a really lovely moment. Uh, we see Johnny get this uh, beer and pizza, but miss out on the margarita and a Mexican parma, which, John, if you're John, let, let me put this out there. I, I get that there's some concealed items and all of that for sure. Um, and it was amusing seeing him miss out on his favorite item. But you have to know that John, you're only back because of your obsession with Mexican Palmas and nudity. So why wouldn't you try and play the game a little bit more and note that the Mexican Palma was coming on its way? He does try and play the game, but he kind of just spends all the money and pisses off a lot of people in the process, like Lockheed and whatever. So, I mean, I feel like that behavior, I mean, he was long gone from that point. Like he was never in the majority um, and kind of playing from the bottom, but things like that didn't necessarily ingratiate himself to the majority alliance in Lockie's group and um, it makes perfect sense why they acted the way that they did. So we come back from the Survivor auction and we see that AK is having a conversation with his alliance, Lockie, Brooke and Flick, that Phoebe told him all the stuff that's going on at Makuta, uh, AK revealing that Moana's in control and uh, prompting the alliance to want to get rid of Matt so that he can't rely with his allies in Mo at the merge. And I think this is incredibly smart gameplay by them. Um, I think it's a fairly straightforward situation. They've got the numbers in the majority to split the votes between Matt and John. Matt will play his idol because he has to, and then John will go home. So I think that that was, you know, smartly played by them. Again, that, that alliance really is the star of this series, I feel. Um, more than anything else, that alliance has continued to maintain steady control, especially in this week. It's probably been the best week for that alliance so far. Um, so, and then we go back to Makuta, and Moana is really, look, I'll be quite honest, is having this holier-than-thou attitude because she bought the private table. Like, Moana wouldn't have done the same thing. It's a game. Those are the rules of the game. And I don't think that that constitutes Phoebe's character. I really don't like this idea of sanctimony that seems to permeate from Moana, where other players can't play the game and can't be sneaky, but Moana can, and she can be understated, and that's her gameplay, and that's what she deserves. So Moana's using this information, though, to try and convince David... Um, but David still is unsure, which I think is probably smart by him. Um, and then we get this scene where David realises he feels he's on the bottom. And this is just a little bit ridiculous. I don't think at all David was on the bottom or the next person targeted. Like David was in the majority, basically controlled that he wanted Phoebe to go home and voted for the right person at the last tribal council. But nevertheless, we get this amazing scene where David goes idol hunting and he comes up trumps and he gets an idol. And... Um, I mean, it's very exciting. I think David is playing a, a great game at the moment. He's putting on, you know, a survivor clinic, essentially. And I think... And no one seems to be targeting him. No one seems to be talking about him in confessionals. 
to be fair though, David is leading confessionals. He's getting the bulk of the airtime, but it just seems like David is getting these people that will just do whatever he wants. He's picking up people like Zach. He's picking up people like Tarzan, maybe picking up people like Moana on his current tribe. So there's a lot there that I think um, is quite intriguing. Uh, but I just don't know if he can hold on that long. You know, we've seen this in Australian Survivor that the dominant player at this point in the game gets voted off. People do eventually see what is happening. And I could see this happening with David as well. Uh, so with all of that, we then go to the immunity challenge. And in pairs, the tribes attempt to hold up a disc tethered to a bucket. And if they drop, uh, the they're out of the challenge. Last pair standing wins immunity. Um, this is a pretty even keeled challenge for the most part. We see uh, Makuta sort of very quickly drop some people off and then it's, you know, one pair versus one pair for a long period of time. We've got uh, Brooke on one end and David and Zach on the other. And uh, at this point, David and Zach hold on and they secure immunity. Um, and so that uh, doesn't surprise me. It seems like that particular editing was going to lead to that outcome. And... Um, we go back to Vakama, they split the votes. Um, Matt, again, is still trying to go with that Shawnee link that he's got from his original season. Um, and that, you know, Matt also is trying to get Flick to join in, that that she's on the bottom. And so, look, say what you will about Matt Rogers, but even when he's playing from the bottom, he is at least trying, and he's trying to make moves. And, and that's what I do really respect and enjoy. Um, but... I think they all contemplate it, but no one's actually really thinking about it. Uh, and it doesn't surprise me. Uh, there's obviously a hierarchy on Vakama. Um, John tries something at Tribal where he calls people out and says, make a move now before it's too late. But I feel like John, his game has been quite a coasting game. Um, he won't really be remembered. He wasn't someone who was that incredible. I, I look... I like the guy, I wish John all the best, but I just don't think he's all-star material. I think it was someone they needed to just fill one of the gaps from season four, and he was probably one of the last people on the list. Um, but nevertheless, we see uh, the tribal play out. Matt does play his idol. He really takes forever to pick someone, but we know he's going to play it on himself. Um, and John goes out with three votes, and that makes perfect sense. The question now as we as we get into episode 10 is, will Matt find an idol? If he does, what's his move? I think he'll target Lockie um, if they go to Tribal Council. I'm really curious actually as well, what uh, would happen if Makuta goes to Tribal? Would it be a clear-cut case of Phoebe going home again? Um, which would be quite sad. How could Nick play into things with his extra vote? So there's, look, there are a lot of dominoes uh, to avoid a survivor pun being stacked up at the moment as we enter, you know, uh, week four of Survivor. And um, we're really just hurtling through. By the end of this week, we'll be halfway through the season. And um, it does seem like Channel 10 have basically confirmed and not um, done this thing where there's two episodes a week or three episodes a week. It just will be three episodes for the entirety of the season. So, um, unless I'm wrong. Uh, but um, I hope that we get... A lot more interesting votes as we head to the merge. I think there are some options there with idols and extra votes still in the game, and there's still the opportunity for more twists to emerge. I like the way they did the Survivor auction this time around um, because we've seen it broken in the past on American Survivor, so I thought that this was a really good way to do it. 
uh, play of the episode probably goes to, uh, I think, obviously, the dominant uh, Valkonaut Alliance. That is AK Brook, uh, Lockie and Flick for getting Harry and Shawnee on side and successfully executing a split idle vote to ensure that uh, John went home. Um, and so um, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I think I'll also give a little minor snake to David. Um, even though he thinks he's on the bottom, I think he's very much in a good spot at this game and is showing no signs of slowing down. Uh, I'm very worried for Phoebe next week. I just think once her name's been called out, um, it's just going to be really hard to rebut against that. And and she's had such a rough go of it. Like from her original season to just be, you know, um, tribe swap screwed. And again, she's kind of been tri tribe swap screwed. So I think Phoebe is one of the most dynamic players. I, I just really respect her on and off the game. And so um, I just hope she can rise up above it and, um, and, and do something sneaky. And I think Nick has a real good opportunity here to do something with his extra vote. Um, so that's what we have to look forward to. Um, I'll be back to recap uh, episode 10 and I will put it up uh, Tuesday morning. Thank you for listening. And as always, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Riders Roundup or also Facebook, facebook.com slash Riders Roundup. That's R-I-D-A-S-R-O-U-N-D-U-P. Uh, that's all for tonight. Um, I will talk to you very soon. See you later. Bye.